if we allow it. Today's gospel can be a very touching gospel. Despite its being so short, it has something wonderful to teach. Earlier in the gospel, Mary had an incredible encounter with the archangel Gabriel, who delivered the message of her conceiving the Son of God. It would be wrong to think that conversation took place in a matter of a few minutes. Mary had much to ponder. Mary was free to say no. That was the risk God took with her. It is the risk he takes with each of us. Mary knew that becoming pregnant without having completed the marriage covenant with Joseph could expose her to shame at the very least, and quite possibly the death penalty for the crime of adultery, since engagement was the first phase of the marriage covenant. Nevertheless, Mary came to the conclusion that if God would ask such a thing of her, he could be and he must be trusted because there was something greater than her at stake. Humanity's salvation hinged on her answer. We should never underestimate how much hinges on our yes or our no to God. Six months earlier, the same archangel told Zechariah, a priest, serving at the altar of incense, something he might have only done once in an entire lifetime, that he and his wife Elizabeth would conceive a child despite their old age. God is not limited by our biology. And it happened. The archangel told Mary about Elizabeth's pregnancy, the only way Mary could have known about it, since according to the gospel, Elizabeth hid herself from public view for five months. And we heard that Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to see Elizabeth. That term haste is puzzling. Why the haste? Was it a reflection of the Virgin Mary's youth, enthusiasm, the need to verify the archangel's message about Elizabeth's pregnancy? Or is it simply a response to the incredible joy of the moment, the realization that God had chosen to work within this moment of history, the history of her people, in an unprecedented and extraordinary way? Could it have been both? Now consider what happened when Mary greeted Elizabeth. Elizabeth's child, John the Baptist, only six months in gestation, leaped in Elizabeth's womb. Ancient Greek had different terms for quickening or that movement that a child would make in its mother's womb. Luke, a physician, does not use any of them. Instead, he uses an interesting Greek word, eskirtirsen. It's often used to describe the leaping and the bounding of sheep in a pasture. 
Even while in his mother's womb, John the Baptist, the last prophet, recognized the true shepherd, the Son of God, in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Now, how could this be? In chapter 1, verse 15, the archangel Gabriel told Zechariah months earlier that the child will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Mary and Elizabeth are filled with joy because they could see God at work to save their people, not by an army of angels or wondrous displays of supernatural power, but rather shrouded within the sanctuaries of their bodies, their wombs. Elizabeth conceived despite advanced age. The conception took place according to the law of nature within the marriage covenant. Mary conceived in her youth as a virgin. The conception took place according to the law of grace. Elizabeth is the model for all those who sense the presence of the holy and respond by praising God for all the blessings of life. The Virgin Mary is the model for all to place their trust in God and rejoice that he will bring about what is needed for our salvation, even if it defies our understanding. Elizabeth and Zechariah would have the honor of being the parents of the last prophet. Mary would have the honor of receiving veneration from an archangel and Elizabeth to be known for all time as the mother of her redeemer, the mother of her savior, the mother of her creator, the mother of God. And that, as she herself says, all generations shall call me blessed. This short gospel text asks us to consider in these last days of Advent what our response to God's scandalous love for us are. What is the depth of praise we offer him for the blessings that he gives us? if we praise him at all? What is our response to the great mystery that God entered human history to become one with man so man could fulfill his historical destiny to become one with God? And if we are not even thinking at such levels, it's time we do.